Welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, WXVW here in the Louisville, Southern Indiana market. I'm Kelly Patrick alongside Steve Driver coming at you in this very active sports weekend here in the Louisville and Southern Indiana market. How are you this morning, Steve? I'm good, man. A little sore, but I'm doing all right. Hurt your back? No, um... I had a vasectomy <laughs> for March Madness. I heard that's what everybody does nowadays you, to prepare for you don't March have any, Madness. Why would you have a vasectomy? You don't have any kids yet. No, I don't. You just thought it would be a good idea to have a vasectomy. Is that what that means? That yeah. I can't have kids anymore? Yeah, man. That's bizarre. I thought it was just a thing you people do for March Madness. You, you went under the knife. You didn't know. I thought it was just like a March Madness thing. That's what the commercials make it seem like, man. But what that actually does is it prevents you from having kids. Oh. It could be reversed, right? It can be reversed. Okay. I've heard. But I don't I don't know if that was a good idea. I should be good, dude. In the world of sports. I wouldn't stress about it if I was you. <laughs> in the world of sports, the U.S. eliminated the Dominican Republic in the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. Catch this. They, pay, they play Japan Tuesday night at Dodger Stadium. For a spot in the title game, so they'll either, if they beat Japan in a one-game playoff, they'll either be facing the Netherlands or Puerto Rico, who play tomorrow at 7 p.m. Super exciting. <laughs> also, in the world of sports. We can't lose to Japan, though, right? <laughs> Would that upset you? I'd leave the country. Specifically if it's Japan? Yes. I can't believe we beat Dominican Republic, they, honestly. They can't throw over 90, can they? J- Japanese people? Yeah. How fast could Nomo throw it? <clears throat> 89. Seriously? No, I just Maybe, trying to prove a point. I don't, rem- I don't remember him having a bunch of heat. He had a bunch of uh, junk, right? In all seriousness, we're not going to talk about the World Baseball Classic. All show. We could, though. Don't test us. We could. We're going to talk about something in the world of college athletics. Wrestling? Penn State won their... The team wrestling championship for the fifth yeah. time in six years. Oklahoma State came in number two for the team Man. accolades. Yeah. And Ohio State number three. So you're happy there, aren't you, Steve? Yeah, I was one of them to win it all, honestly. They have a number one heavyweight. And I think you know, he's a freshman. Kyle Snyder. No, he's, uh, he's either a sophomore or junior, but this is the second championship. Good for him. In all seriousness, I did catch a little bit of the... Division One wrestling. Did you watch on, a little bit TV? of it? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. Watched it with my my son and daughter. I watched it last year. Did you? Yeah. And then you're upset when Ohio State didn't win. Yeah. Pretty bummed. But it is March nineteenth. It's 
college basketball season. Did you know that? Louisville plays today at 12. 10. 12 10, I'm sorry. To be, to be exact. And Kentucky's t- exact tip off time, Steve? Who cares? What is it? 240. 240. Kentucky's favored by four and a half points against or w- as the kids Wichita say, State. 240. Is that what the kids say? I don't know. Louisville is favored by three and a half points against the Golden State Warriors, according to Rick Patino. <laughs> John Beeline came out and corrected him. Rick, in his old age, has not changed much. He still likes to speak in extremes before each and every game. I forget what he said exactly about the first-round opponent, Jacksonville State, but I think he said, oh, this is without a doubt the best 15 seed I've ever seen in the he tournament. He did say that. Yeah, I yeah. heard him say that. This is the best 15 seed I've ever seen. And I mean, Maybe it's true. It could be true. I don't think when he says anything, he, he in his mind, he thinks he's lying. Yeah. But it comes across in a very, what would it be, hyperbolic sense. The Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram buzz line is 502-384-1450. Give us a call. Get in on the action. I'm sure if I had to talk before and after every game. You'd say really extreme oh, just stuff. crazy things. Just every day you would go, I swear to God, that was the most extreme second half I've ever seen. Yeah. And then the next day you say the exact same thing. Those last two minutes, craziest of I my wasn't life. playing and that was the best workout I've, I've never ever had. I've never had a crazier 60 seconds before in my life. <laughs> Maybe just tweak it a little bit each day. The last 60 seconds of that game. The last three, and then say the last three minutes. Yeah. No, 60 seconds is a little long for a record, if we're being honest. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. <laughs> I don't have a good feeling about the Louisville game today. You if, said that to me, yeah. If I, if I had to bet, I'd say Michigan's probably going to win. Now, are you saying this so if they do lose, you know, Maybe. when your friends make fun of you, you I'm saying be like, if, well, if I said they were going to lose. If you tried to corner me into putting money onto this game, I don't have a good feeling about this. Yeah, and we can't bet on air. I don't care about that. I've expressed that before. I know. I if think so, we made one two weeks ago. Are you actually. worried that we're being censored by the IRS? I don't think it's the IRS. It's the FCC, right? Okay. FCC, okay. What you're trying to say is you're not scared of anybody. Yeah. Bring me down. Come bring me down. I'd like to see it. Anybody wants to place a big wager on the air, call 502-384-1450. Absolutely. If I had to put money on that game today between Louisville and Michigan, I would choose Michigan. Donovan Mitchell. No, you would not. If I had to, yeah. If I had to put my hard-earned money on the game, I would. Obviously, I'm cheering for the cars. I don't have a good What if your life was on the line? (laughs) <laughs> you I would die know, you're gonna die if you get if you guess this wrong <laughs> i don't know man that may be different you see it shouldn't be right donovan mitchell did not show up offensively last game he had sure he, he hasn't had good... showed up in like five games offensively really. but, but he's nice on the floor man he makes the right passes would he have 10 rebounds is he turning into isaiah briscoe <laughs> our man gary Love will be with us shortly. You have to have him on the floor, though. To get in the... Oh, yeah. You have Even to though he's not there. hitting shots, it seems like he's playing pretty well. Yeah, and if he's not forcing shots, which he has on occasion done recently... Yeah. Then he's not a liability, and he won't be a liability. 
But if he starts forcing up deep threes or trying to dribble between three defenders, at times, Donovan Mitchell, to me, can be a liability to this team. Now, it wasn't yesterday as he went, well, he did go three for 15 from the field, 0 for 6. Two days ago. Yeah, two days ago. 0 for 6 for the three-point line. But he had 10 rebounds, five assists, only one turnover. Fortunately for the cards, other guys like Quentin Snyder showed up. Mango Mathiang at the beginning yes. of the season. Who would have thought Mango Mathiang would be the leader of this team in March? Yep. He was He likes to scream a lot after and ones and dunks. I like that. He was eight for thirteen from the field, two for two from the line. Look, he was really good. And I thought to start the game, I was like, Oh God, get Mango out of there. But he really came along after the first couple of minutes. He was missing tons of shots. Everybody was missing tons tons of shots around the rim. I mean, they were down 8-0 to start the game. I actually started getting kind of worried that, you know, down 8-0. I was like, oh, God, here we yeah, go. Yeah, Rick, Rick Pitino in the, the timeout when they were down 8-0 supposedly singled Mango out and screamed, wake the expletive up. Speci- Mango, looking right at Mango. And did he ever wake up? Mango came through with, I mean, that, that has to be one of the best games of his career. Had yeah. they lost, that would have been the last game of Mango's long five-year Cards career. I mean, that, that was a, yep. a lot on the line for Mango, and he showed up big time. Eight, once again, eight for 13 from the field, five rebounds, two blocks. But guard play was key as well. You know, Adele and Steiner, Mango could have probably dropped 22. You're still going to need those. Those guards to go off, right? Yes, definitely. And Snyder had a consistent game also, you know, five assists. Um, Ray Spalding didn't play bad, had yeah, 11 he played points, really well. four rebounds. And he's, he's played well the last couple games, right? Yes. VJ. Last five games, he's averaged 10 and 7, and he shot 75%. Wow. The thing That's about nice. this Louisville team is, which is consistent with Rick teams historically, is you don't always know who's going to show up for you. Yeah. Today's game, if Louisville wins today, it could easily be, I don't know, who would be a, a, a wild card to, to be the, the MVP of the game for the cards today? Jalen Johnson. He only played 13 minutes, had four rebounds, six points. But I could easily see him coming through today. So much depends on the personnel of the opposing team for this Louisville lineup, for these Louisville lineups to see who's going to thrive. Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram bus line is 502-384-1450. Give us a call on the bus line. Get in on the action. We're going to head to the bus line now. We have our man Brian, the insider. How are you this morning, Brian? Good morning, gentlemen. How's everybody doing? Good, Brian. What do you got for us? Uh, well, a couple things. One, I, I was going to maybe call in later, but when I heard Kelly make the comparison with Donovan Mitchell to Isaiah Briscoe, I sprung off my feet, and uh, I can't imagine much more of an insult to Donovan Mitchell than being compared to Isaiah Briscoe. I, was meant, um, I, I meant for it to be that way. Don, Isaiah Briscoe fills up the stat sheet, but he's not as good of an outside shooter, and that's looked like the identity of Donovan Mitchell as of late. Am I wrong? Yes, you're wrong. He fills up the stat sheet in turnovers and fouls and uh, bricks from the outside. Uh, he is my least favorite uh, cat 
player, and I and I've said all year, I thought the Cats would be much better if he played less. Uh, I think he's taken minutes from other guys, five star talent. That uh, the one thing that's for sure about Briscoe, and I'd love to hear Gary's comments on this. Uh, he's going to be around for five years or four years. I'm sorry, five if he could get him uh, at Kentucky. He has no NBA prospects at all. And I think he's a real detriment to the uh, Cats lineup. But with that being said, I think the Cats are going to win today. I think they're coming around fine. They're going to beat Wichita State. And, Kelly, I think you're wrong. Rick Pitino will have – Michigan looks very good, and they're very good shooters. But Rick is not going to let them get those shots off that they got yesterday. And I look for a Louisville win today. I think Louisville's defense will uh, be too much for Michigan. And uh, I look for both the Cats and the Cards to roll into the Sweet 16. Wow, Brian, how surprised were you that Kentucky ended up beating Northern Kentucky by only nine points? You know, not that much surprised. Uh, This Kentucky team doesn't really know how to have the killer instinct and uh, really finish teams off. But one thing they do do is they win. And uh, I don't know how many in a row, I think maybe 13 in a row. Uh, they do win. Uh, they've got three first-round draft choices on their team, and I don't think there's another team in America that has that. And, you know, when you, you hear about Kentucky's lineup, you always hear about Fox. And Monk, but the guy that is—I don't think anybody's got another Bam. I don't know of any team in the tournament that's got a monster in the middle like Bam. And uh, he—he's just a—he's a load, and he's going to be a real nice NBA power forward. So uh, I think they'll be fine. Louisville had no problem with Wichita State back earlier in the year in the Bahamas. Uh, so uh, I think uh, I think everything will be fine for both teams. Um, hey, I wanted to talk a little derby. There was a nice prep race, the Rebel prep, the Rebel Stakes at Oaklawn yesterday, and that's been a race that Bob Baffert has owned uh, over the years. And he sent in the prohibitive favorite, American Anthem, and for once, Baffert didn't hit the board with him. He finished well off the board. Todd Pletcher, who's really putting some nice derby horses together. He won it with Malagasy, uh, you know, and so, and then a 112-to-1 Sonneteer was second. So some nice exotic payoffs. Uh, but once again, as I said many, many times on this show, this derby is wide open. I mean, every time they run it, something unusual happens, and there are, there's no real clear-cut favor at all, and we're less than two months away from this Kentucky Derby. So, Brian, are you predicting that a long shot will win the Derby this year or be more likely to win the Derby? As you and I both know, thus far, since the implementation of the Derby point system, the favorites win each year. Yeah, I'm very hopeful that this year we'll return to a traditional Derby, you know, off-the-pace finish. And I really think that, uh, you know, this is the year that we could get a long shot that, you know, really is what so many of the betters and so many of the casual horse racing fans and those at the track at that day want to see. They want to see the big payoffs. They want to see the lottery-type winners. 
And, uh, yeah, I, I'm hopeful that this year, uh, with the way this is shaping up, we had for 15 seconds a dominant horse in mastery when he won the San Felipe last week. But 100 yards after the, the finish line, he came up lame, and since has had surgery, and he's off the derby trail, maybe he'd never race again. So he would have been the dominant derby favorite and probably would have been another Baffert derby winner, but he's gone, and uh, I see nothing but upsets every time I watch these derby preps. Okay, so there's incentive for everybody to follow the road to the Kentucky Derby the first Saturday in May. Brian, thank you very much for your call. Have a great rest of your weekend. We look forward to hearing from you next week. Thank you very much, guys. Enjoy the show. Great stuff there from our man Brian the Insider, keeping us up to speed not only in the world of college basketball, but as always, also the trip to the first Saturday in May, the Kentucky Derby. The Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram buzz line is 502-384-1450. Give us a call. Get in on the action. We're going to head back to the buzz line where we have our man, The Truth, is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Truth? Oh, man, what a, what a week. What a week. It, it has been a hell of a week, not only in the, the world of college basketball for the teams in the NCAA tournament, but there's also been a little bit of buzz for the Indiana Hoosiers as they let go their man Tom Crean. Truth, what are your thoughts on the firing of Tom Crean? And also, who do you think his replacement will be? Well, uh, you know, everybody hollers Steve after Brad Stevens. And, well, I don't want, I, I like to see get Brad Stevens, but I like to see him give like people like Mike Woodson an interview, uh, uh, Randy Whitman an uh, interview, because uh, Randy Whitman, that's what I'd really like to see to be the coach, him or Mike Woodson. I'm not bad on Steve Alford. Everybody wants Steve Alford because he's, he's the golden boy, but he really ain't done nothing as a coach. Mm-hmm. He almost got fired last year, if people realize. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Steve Alford didn't have the best run <clears throat> leading up to his hiring by UCLA, but as far as hype and excitement for the job, Steve Alford has to be considered the front runner yeah. right now, right? Truth. Yes, I. But I think uh, it's going to be your boy at Oklahoma, Billy. I, I think Billy going to come back to college basketball. You Billy, Billy Donovan. But it sounded like the guys that you listed, Randy Whitman and and, and um, Mike Woodson, those are both former Indiana players, and then also Steve Alford. So if you ask either Dan Dockich or the Truth. Let's be honest, two of the more credible sources for Indiana sports, they need to hire an inside man. Is that right, Truth? Yes. I, I'll tell you the reason why I would hire Randy Wooden, because he's from Indianapolis, and and he got a better chance than Steve Alfred because Randy Woodman, uh he's been a, uh, his, you know, when he said he want to look for somebody with, he been a GM. He been a coach. He played in the NBA. He played for IU. So why not he be the coach at IU? Fair enough. Uh, Difficult so, to argue with that. It was most recently uh, with the the Washington Wizards. Right. He was fired. I don't think he's employed right now. But Randy Whitman, an Indianapolis guy. Everybody knows the city of Indianapolis and those surrounding. 
areas, the counties around Indianapolis, and really the entire state of Indiana is a incredible recruiting hotbed. And if you could just own the state of Indiana when it comes to recruiting, you would have some of the best players in the country year in, year out. Hey, did you know this? That I didn't know this. That four the, any the, out of fifty state Indiana put four uh, Frank number four about putting people in the NBA. I believe it. I mean, you, the list goes on and on. Sean Kemp, Larry Bird. I mean, you you could just and I'm leaving historically and current players tons of them off the list. Mike Conley Jr. Uh, I mean, tons of of NBA talent comes from the state of Indiana. Truth, you're you're definitely right on that. So we'll have to wait wait and see. It was very interesting to me the timing of the announcement, right right before the NCAA first round kicks off. Indiana says, no, we, we want to steal the spotlight. We're going to go ahead and fire Tom Green. What did you think about the timing of that firing? I love this good business. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, if you're an Indiana fan, it brings excitement to your program. And, it, you know, it's putting a, a other fan bases in the administration at universities, such as UCLA, on, on the spot. I mean, they've got to have a little anxiety if UCLA has an upsetting loss. Is Steve uh, Alford going to come out and announce that he's the Indiana coach the next day? Hey, listen to this. Uh, Billy, uh, Billy uh, the coach, uh, uh, he's supposed to announce today what he's going to do. Wow. Uh, Oklahoma coach supposed to tell everybody what he's going to do. Is he going to come back to college? I just heard that just a while ago. Okay. So there might be, uh, Indiana might get a coach today, might be Oklahoma. Okay. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, we know Oklahoma has not only lost um, some of their best players, but, I mean, they, 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 they lost Kevin Durant. But they're also the fourth seed in the West. And Does he, anyone think they're going to the finals? midseason. No, he won't leave mid- or announce midseason. That would, no. be, that would be curious. But do you really think Oklahoma has a chance of going to the finals, Steve? Why not? Okay. Well, we could say that about everybody. Then the Pacers have a chance of going to the finals. If you have the best player in the league, right, the MVP of the league, you always have a chance. Okay. Well, we'll see. Well, next week we'll have a call, and We'll talk about it. Definitely. Right. True. Thank you so much for the call. Have a great rest of your weekend, Truth. Good luck on your coaching search. Thank you. Good stuff there from our man, The Truth, keeping us up to speed in the world of Indiana sports. Who do you think they're going to get? God, I don't know. Has Alfred ever, like, is he a lock that he'll leave UCLA? I don't know. I mean, the LeVar Ball stuff has gotten very bizarre. and But you know you have the next three, the next two balls coming in. So you already have some recruits set up. You're in Southern Cal or California, right? <laughs> you're one of the better teams this year. You're at a blue blood, and you're going to leave for Indiana. That would not only be a lateral move; many view it as a a a back, you know, a step back. Yeah, I mean, the the career trajectory of Steve Alford has been pretty interesting. You look at his tenure at New Mexico, and he had a good winning percentage. He was uh, about seven fifty winning percentage, and he made the NCAA. I guess in just three out of the six years, he had two NIT appearances. He didn't make it past the second round. He's just a very likable guy. He he runs a program. Um, he he has to interview well, right? 
I mean, how do you get the job at UCLA? They still have the most titles ever. Our man Gary Love will be with us after the break. We'll be sure to get with him on not only the current state of, of the NCAA tournament and our feelings about today's games and the, the performances by Kentucky and Louisville in the first round, but also what is developing into one of the bigger stories in the world of college basketball right now, coinciding with the NCAA tournament, the coaching search in Bloomington. Be sure to stay tuned. Steve and I will be back. As I said, our man Gary Love will be with us after the break. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM and 1450 AM WXVW. I'm Kelly Patrick alongside Steve Driver. Joined in studio by our college basketball guru and resident Kentucky fan, Gary Love. How are you this morning, Gary? I'm good. How you guys doing? Doing great. Missed you guys last week. Yeah, we appreciate you calling in, but I know you had some obligations. Uh, your, your daughter, you had, you had some family time. Last week, so we appreciate you calling in. We're glad to have you back. A couple of big games today, Gary. What are your thoughts on, I know there's a lot to get to. This is about as big of a day here in the local sporting world as you can ask for, really, outside of maybe Louisville versus Kentucky facing off in the Final Four, which could happen. But, I mean, you, you can't ask for a bigger day in the world of college basketball, thus this region than having Louisville and Kentucky play in games that they could obviously both win. But let's not kid ourselves. They could both lose these games, too. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a stressful day. I mean, I don't know. It's just – I mean, there's there's some really good games. But Lenardi's got Louisville playing Kentucky in the Final Four. Does, oh, he does. Yeah, right. He's, yeah, he's got Kentucky beating them. But worry about this game first. I mean, this game worries me a little bit. What worries you about today's game? Wichita State and Kentucky. Well, they just, I mean, they're a good team. They run good stuff. Um, they shoot over 41% on the year from three-point range. Okay. I mean, they've got two guards that one shoots four, almost 45%, and the other one's at like 43-6. So, I mean, it's... I watched that Dayton-Wichita State game, and it looked to me like Wichita State had some good shot blockers. Yeah, they uh, they get after it. I mean, they're aggressive, so Kentucky can't back down to they. They've got to hit shots, and they've got to, they've got to bring it also. Now, what are your thoughts on the the first round game between obviously Kentucky and Northern Kentucky? Kentucky only won by nine points. Yeah, but with a couple minutes left in the game, they was up eighteen. Okay. So I just think they, I think they took their foot off the gas. I mean, historically, if you see Cal when they played Eastern, they played Northern. They don't try to embarrass them teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, but I mean, you're up 18 points. It's it's after midnight. I mean, what do you what are you smiling at, Steve? Uh, 
You think you think Gary's trying to play the callous, classy card, and that that bothers you? Maybe a little bit. That's what I, I mean, just I, I just sensed won, a little bit. I think that. they won by nine points, and if they could have won by more, that they would have. Okay, Gary. Nah, no. Nah, they're I mean they're up eighteen points. He starts he starts subbing in and out, not like he usually does towards the end of the game. So nothing from that first game worried you at all, other than Monk being off. No, I mean everybody played well. So, yeah, I mean. What kind of worry worrying me is that Northern Kentucky couldn't hit anything in the first half besides one player. I think besides him, they were five for twenty at one point. And it's, I was just it's thinking, not your man, typical under you know fifteen seed who gets hot from yeah. maybe three point line. They shot twenty five percent from the three point line. Yeah, they eight, like, eight out of thirty two. I think. It, it was. Yeah. Imagine yeah. if they were hitting some threes. Imagine if they were just scoring the ball at all. Yeah, but you can which, you can imagine all you want. I mean, it, true, it didn't happen. True. It didn't. So. But and you can credit Kentucky for that. Louisville, conversely, uh, Jacksonville State shot fifty two point six, so almost fifty three fifty three percent from the three point line. Yeah. Um, I like I like Patino's uh, end of game uh, thing he said about uh, 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 Mango Mathiang. He said he played a great offensive game. He said, but he made sure that he he tried to put that guy in the NBA. Yeah, <laughs> that guy scored thirty on him. Yeah, that Giga guy had made eight three pointers all season, and he went five for five from downtown. Yeah, he was good. He was very impressive. Norbertus Giga. Who knows? Maybe and. Uh, I heard um, Nance, when, when Giga dunked it, he got the old Giga with the download. <laughs> you <laughs> like that? No, I didn't. I heard you mention that, that a couple that times. That was so stupid. He's probably working on that for yeah, a couple weeks. Yeah, seriously. He had that yeah. plan forever. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Louisville, they, you know, they, what, they went by 15? Yes. But they, there wasn't in, that imp- It was close, no, the, it whole, it was close yeah. the whole time. I could certainly poke holes in. Louisville needs to. Obviously, improve their perimeter defense if yep. they're letting their, you know, if they're letting them shoot fifty three percent from the from downtown. Yeah. That's a problem, especially Michigan when Michigan ex- hit sixteen threes last game. Michigan will exploit that if anyone will. Yeah, but I was talking to Steve earlier. They hit eleven out of fifteen threes in the second half the other day. Teams usually don't stay that hot. I mean, I, I don't look for that to be something they do today. Who did Michigan? Yeah. Okay. You, so, you just don't hit at 11 out of 15 and a half, and then the next game come out and do the same thing. Michigan is considered by many analysts to be one of the hottest teams in the country right now. Yeah, they won the uh, Big Ten Conference Tournament. Beat Against some good a, teams a good along Wisco- the way. Obviously a good Wisconsin, Wisconsin team. Purdue, yeah. Minnesota. Right? Yeah. yeah. Anytime you win a game in your practice jersey, I'm impressed. Now this will be a polarizing topic, something that alienates some of the fan- uh, local fans. But the narrative of conference affiliation versus performance in the tournament is always a topic that, that draws a lot of attention. The Big Ten was projected as a very disappointing year this year. Yep. And it's shaping up that maybe not so disappointing. Yeah, they have two teams yeah. in who, the who, Sweet 16 yeah. as of now, yeah. correct? Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Michigan State, Wisconsin. I mean, yeah. you Purdue. can't put anything past uh, Tom Izzo today, right? No, no. I, I wouldn't assume that he's going to lose. And then conversely, the ACC having what many are considering to be a, a, a disappointing showing thus far. Now, keep yeah. in mind, I'll, 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 I guess, rebut that is we still don't know who's going to win the national championship or even who's going to the Final Four. So if 
we have two teams from the ACC maybe and maybe face off in the national championship. One of them wins it all. In hindsight, you won't look back and say, wow, what a disappointing year for the ACC. Yeah. But yeah. as of right now. Oh, uh, they're getting drilled. They're 6-6 six and six right now. I mean, with losses, uh, margin of defeat in those games are 26, 25, 20, 12, 10, and 7. I mean, they're getting, they're getting embarrassed, 17.8 points a game. Virginia made their claim to fame this year by beating Louisville twice. Outside of that. Every year. And they got blasted yesterday. They did not look good yesterday. Against the weak uh, SEC, I think. They're 5-1, and one, and Florida just handed them. So, I mean, you can talk about the SEC all you want. They're performing, aren't they? 5-1 and one so far. Yeah. ACC still has more teams in the tournament. They've got three teams left. Duke, Duke, Louisville, and North Carolina, right, yeah. Steve? Yeah. yeah, you're right. Okay, and how many is the, AC, the SEC? They still, they've still got four, and it okay, would have been right. if it would have been five if Vandy didn't pull the all-time. Right. Oh my gosh, what was the score? And foul. That was bizarre. That was that was awful. The Gary, moment, we're not playing what ifs here. I mean, we could do <laughs> Steve. We could Steve do this all scary. day. We need some. Yeah, WWE. we can do it all day long. Yeah, just step back, Kelly. We'll, we'll handle this. <laughs> you're right. SEC as of right now has more teams. I was wrong. Yep. Um, but each and every year, early round games, we have some kind of errors and, and unforgettable moments. I think thus far, the guy for Vanderbilt calling, or I'm sorry, intentionally fouling despite having the lead has to be the moment of the tournament thus far. Yeah, second to that, probably the Seton Hall flagrant foul that was, Ugh. some people argued if it was a regular foul flagrant, but... Um, these aren't even counting the referee blunders that we've seen so far. It's unreal. It is. I mean, this is a, a most recently the uh, Northwestern Gonzaga game where the guy blocked the shot through the basket, and, and the, the refs missed that. And then he doubled down and teed the coach up. Yeah, which is just garbage. <laughs> and then I was watching St. Mary's Arizona last night and s- saw one of the most horrific calls under the underneath the basket late in the game. Cr- Pivotal point in the game that went against St. Mary's. Yep. Sometimes I just don't know, Kelly, watching some of these calls, man. So many of them. I don't know. It just just seems like these officials, I mean, they miss things, but it's hard to miss things. They missed like three things yesterday. Yeah, so it's it just bizarre. I, I don't know. I, I continually default to saying, well, we have – better technology so we have more enhanced camera angles so it's easier for us to point out the faults right yeah and there may be something to that right that's my default setting is it's easy to be critical of refs especially when we have 200 cameras in each venue and we get to see a camera angle from every imaginable spot whereas the referees do not have that luxury unless they actually slow down and take advantage of it but then if they slow down too much they get criticized for it, for pace of the game. Yeah. Uh, they was talking yesterday after the game about why couldn't they go look at that. Well, you can't look at everything. The games would be three and a half hours long if a coach questioned every call yeah, on the court. Yeah, so it's a fine line. It's a yeah. product. And, and at the already, end of the day, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a, a drama, basically. Let's call a spade a spade. I mean, that's what we're selling. Yeah. I shouldn't say we, but that would, that's what the networks are selling. They're trying to make money. They're not saying, make sure you get every call right, even if each game takes four and five hours. That's not what the message is. It's make the right call, but you don't have any time to review the cameras, too. Right? Right. 
So, I mean, that's difficult. I don't envy these referees. And there's already too many timeouts. These coaches have so many timeouts. What did UK take their first timeout with? I think there was like two minutes left in the first half, and they had four timeouts. They used their first that late. Yeah, it's you, like, so what if he takes all three? But are we going to have three commercial breaks, four commercial breaks in a minute and a half yeah. span? Not, not when you have another team who's supposed to tip off at so-and-so time. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's difficult. Yeah. So. In a way, it, it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I mean that game, that UK game the other night went off at twelve thirty, twelve thirty in the morning. I mean, yeah. I, I think it's kind of extreme. You have the 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 spoiled fan bases from both sides. The, the Kentucky fans who are upset that the game was so late. The Louisville fans are not happy about a noon game today. So yeah. I mean, this brings out the which I don't see why that's that big a deal for. That. I mean, they got through playing at five o'clock. Friday. Yeah. I mean, okay, Kentu- yeah, no, I can see that. I mean, Kentucky, I don't either. Kentucky got done. At, I mean, they said they got back to their hotel room at 3 o'clock, and they got a two, 240 game today. But, I, I mean, you're in AAU, you play seven, eight games a day. I don't think the time, like. Yeah, like, I uh, think overall it's, I mean, big deal. What are they doing? You think they're responsible for some big physics um, experiment yeah. between that first game and this one? No. No. Right? Yep. Those guys have to sleep and eat and get, get a bunch of water and probably get a, a university-funded massage yeah. and then have a couple co-eds sneak into the room, and who knows what they're doing there. Yeah, like De'Aaron Fox, De'Aaron Fox said, he said, we're 18-year-old kids. I mean, he said, he said we don't sleep that much anyways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, I mean, if they weren't doing this, they'd probably do the same thing. They'd probably stay up till yeah. 4 a.m. and yeah. then play basketball the next day. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's what kids do. That's what I would like to do if I didn't have any responsibilities. I'd like to do that right now. Shoot, I have responsibilities as is, and I do that now. (laughs) Yeah. Stay up till 4 or 5 a.m. and then play basketball the next day, even though you— Don't go to work. and (laughs) (laughs) Call your manager and tell him you hate him. Right? That's that's healthy. I don't don't want to talk about my life on air like this, though, Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) But it sounds like you need to. Okay. So yesterday, I called uh, my <laughs> boss, texted him accidentally, actually. Seriously? No. Okay. <laughs> texted him accidentally. You meant to send it to your mistress. You are married. Yes. You mm-hmm. meant to send the text to your mistress, uh-huh. abs- accidentally sent it to your boss. Yes. So now... Your boss thinks my that boss you're, said, you're sexually interested yes, in Yes, my him. boss said, accident, question mark, LOL. Like, he, you know, I <laughs> Now there's some weird energy. Yes, now there, there's some there weird is. energy. Yep. Well, I mean, that happens. You just got to play it off. I mean, did he seem like he was interested? Is he a good-looking guy? Both. Interested okay. and good-looking. <laughs> Other games outside of Louisville and Kentucky today. We have Michigan State and Kansas at 515. Kansas is favored by eight. For those of you interested, Kelly Patrick filled out one bracket this year. I have Kansas winning it all. Gary, uh, thoughts on Michigan State and Kansas today? No, that's a safe pick. I just don't think Michigan. St- I just don't think Michigan State's got the horses to stay with uh, Kansas. All year long, it seemed like Michigan State was having just a very disappointing season. Yeah. But then today, I look at this and I'm thinking, yeah, right. Kansas is going to win. But can you ever really count out Michigan State? Tom Izzo. Uh, last year, you could. This year, uh. I don't know. I mean, they've got probably, but I yeah. mean, if there was going to be a team, Bill Self has a narrative that he 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 fumbles things away in the tournament, doesn't he? Absolutely. And every if there's year. a tactician on the court out there that's capable of putting together a game plan that could upset the Jayhawks, I yeah. I mean, look no further than than Tom Izzo. Six ten p.m. Arkansas 
And Michigan State looked really good in the, the other day. game. Right? Oh, they, yeah, they destroyed Miami. Yeah. By yeah. 20. Yeah. They played well. We got, and, and they don't have bums. I mean, let's go back. No. They've got, they don't have bums. Keep they, that in mind. They're not a mid-major. They're not a, yeah. a small school. I mean, this is Michigan State. They've got high-rated. I mean, they don't have Kentucky caliber of recruits. I don't know. They was number prob- two number, number two in the country yeah, last ahead year. Ahead of Louisville, yeah. they certainly do. Recruiting class uh, was number two in the country yeah, last so year. Yeah, so they have the horses. Yeah. Um, 6, 10 p.m. in Greenville, South Carolina. We have North Carolina. The one seed is favored by 11 over Arkansas. I'd be interested to see how that press, Arkansas's press, does because North Carolina likes to run, and so I don't know. I don't know if Arkansas can press them. Anderson, uh, continuing the the forty minutes of hell, as we all remember from Nolan Richardson in the the nineties. Speaking of the press, I don't mean to switch gears on you, Kelly. Sure. Throw what, it. what did you think of Louisville's press? I like it. I love seeing Rick it mix like it up they defensively. Had a, a couple times it broke down. Oh yeah, to where they had some. Their well, Giga, Giga was left alone. Their big guys just don't. Their big guys just don't hustle back. Okay, yeah. I mean, they was getting just like he's like Steve said. They was getting destroyed. It really depends well, it on who you have yeah. in there. If it's Jalen Johnson, yeah. In my opinion, I love Jalen Johnson. You better not try to press with him in. You need an Osmoth mood and race balding in there. It yeah. seems like it either worked really well and they got a, either a five-second call or they trapped him yep. in the corner and it worked, or they found the open man deep. Yeah, the couple times I've seen them get beat, like you say, it was Jalen Johnson and Mango wasn't getting back. Okay, yeah, Mango too. You're yeah. right, yeah. He, he, he's athletic and he's got a motor. I don't know if he's as, as, as quick on his feet as race balding and um, – an Asmah mood are, in a lot of ways, similar. I'm not going to say they're the same, but, I mean, you remember it, and, and this will tickle your fancy, Gary, is the prototype of Rick's defensive systems, let's be honest, are guys like Walter McCarty playing yeah. the five in the press, right? Yes. Uh, yes. Other big guys, too. Even, Ant- <laughs> believe it or not, at one point, Antoine Walker was in great shape. Yeah, this is was about fifteen years ago. Yeah, but Rick in '96. I mean, they had big guys who could because in order to execute a press like that, you guys are exactly right. You got to have the the big guys who can move and can, who can fulfill their responsibilities. That looked like it was exploratory. It looked like Rick was kind of experimenting in the first round. Yeah, because they hadn't pressed all year. Right? No, he this year he hasn't pressed as much as he usually does. Um, I don't know. I mean, a lot of like he said, you know, you you used to press to uh, disguise your weaknesses in a half-court defense. So he's got a pretty strong half-court defense this year, so we don't need to press as much. But if, I mean, if I'm if I'm an opponent in today, you know, if I'm game-planning against this Louisville team, and you look, that's just another tactical thing you have to account for is, are they going to try to press us today? Right. You think – Beeline and Michigan are accounting for that in their game plans. They oh. pressed in the first round. Are they going to press us today? I mean, that, that has to be accounted for. Yeah, you know, it kind of helps Michigan too, since they played them in the thirteen championship. That they know they know they know uh, Patino's system and, and his style. And then also back to West Virginia. Yeah, Beeline is no stranger to Rick Patino. You're you're exactly right, yeah. Gary. But let's be honest, who is? If you're a college, experienced college basketball coach. You're familiar with what Rick Pitino does. I mean, you probably, if you didn't coach under him, you certainly coached under somebody who game-planned against him for years. I mean, so the, especially in today's day and age, I, I'll default back to the technology 
answer. But, I mean, everybody knows everybody's system, don't they? Yeah. It's just having the horses to stop it. Yeah, and and being able to stick with the specific game plan. Yep. If you know what to expect, I think that's got to be an advantage. Right. This is not the round that Rick has the most impressive. What what is he in the round of thirty two? I'm sorry, in the sweet round of, sixteen. In the sweet sixteen, yeah. Rick. I think it's fifteen and sixteen, or maybe not quite that. He's fifteen and one, I think. Fifteen, yeah, yeah, fifteen out of sixteen. Lose, think, he yeah, lost I, to Kentucky in the yep, sixteen. That's the yeah. only one. Yeah, um, but if if they get out of this, then they statistically have a very strong likelihood of making it to the elite eight. Yep, I agree. But um, yeah, I mean, who would they play the next game if they? If it's they, uh, Oregon or Rhode Island. Yeah, Oregon or Rhode Island. Yeah, I mean. Oregon's Oregon's tough. Like you know, I've, I've been on, I've been on their, I've been with them most of the year. Uh, it just worries me that Louisville has all the big guys now. Yeah, and Oregon doesn't. And Oregon doesn't. So you don't think Oregon uh, continuing on on the the games for today, seven ten p.m. in Sacramento, California. Um, now Rhode Island is coached by Hurley. Danny Hurley, I Danny think Hurley, yeah. whose brother Bobby Hurley, they've made a big to do about it. But brother Bobby Hurley obviously got into that car accident in Sacramento in, you know, what was it, '95 or something like that. Yeah. And they're playing today at against Oregon. Oregon's favored by five and a half points. Do either of you think Rhode Island has a shot at knocking off Oregon today? And they would then be the Cinderella of the tournament. Yeah, I I don't. What about you, Steve? Yeah, they have a chance. I would never count somebody out. I mean, five and a half is not a whole lot of points, so I don't know. Yeah, it is interesting that that's, that line's not bigger, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, Vegas knows. So many yeah. people were re, re, um, surprised that Rick Pitino, I'm sorry, Richard Pitino in Minnesota lost in the first round, five versus 12. Yeah. Well, if you look at the Vegas line, they were actually projected to lose. Yeah, Vegas knew that. They lost yeah. their. their their fifth-year senior, um, and they knew that they were down a, a significant piece. So Vegas had already projected a, a, a twelve over a five. So the line tells all. You had, were you pretty disappointed, Kelly? I was. I really wanted. I know Richard you're Pat- on uh, really rooting for Minnesota. I was. I'd like to see Richard Pitino do well because if he doesn't, then I'll be furious if he ever becomes the next coach. Because you can't just hand. I mean, you no, you cannot do that. <laughs> you can't just say Richard Pitino is our next coach and he's never made it out of the first round of the NCAA tournament. He needs to make a run to the Final Four or something like that. I mean, you, you need an accomplished coach to warrant that. T- unless Rich, Rick Pitino becomes an assistant or so, some weird deal like that where we know what's going on. I mean, no. I, I don't think it's warranted at all. And outside of this year, I'm glad he made the tournament, but I'm continually thinking about who the next coach for Louisville will be. Yeah, didn't didn't he get a attack at the end of the game too when the game was kind of close? Uh, I think Tony Green teed him up. It's a good SEC f- official for you. They they teed guys up left and right. But uh, I've seen somebody post that uh, Richard Bettino got the sore loser gene that his dad has. <laughs> well, but you know what? I mean, if he makes a bad call, I'd probably go off too. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. We've seen some some coaches being fired up so far this year. Oh yeah, um, in the tournament thus far. The, it, it, looking at the tournament as a whole, we still got all the ones in. 
No, no I'm sorry. No, we, we don't. don't. No. We don't. We don't have the number one overall in the defending. You're right. Yeah. All right. So let's look at it here. We got Gonzaga in it. All right. So the other game today, we got Rhode Island and Oregon at seven ten. Seven forty five. We got USC and Baylor. Baylor's favored by to win by seven six and a half points. See, I don't. I don't count USC out on that. I mean, I just Baylor is. They've struggled here lately, so I just I don't know. I, I'm gonna that? take I'm gonna take uh, USC on that one. Andy Edenfield, is that right? Andy, in, yeah, yeah, from uh, Florida, Florida Golf Coast. Coast. Yep. yep, yep. He's the guy who has is independently wealthy, right? Yeah, has a beautiful wife. You know about this, Steve, right? Does he deserve to be in our our? Weekend? Who is this? Andy Edenfield, the head coach of USC. I'll have to do my research if if you're trying to put him in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> No, but he's independently wealthy. Has a beautiful wife. I, I don't. I think that he makes more money off of his personal business venture, something like that. Am I? Am I making that up, Gary? No, I mean that's that's the story yeah, on him. That's yeah. kind of his mo. Yeah. So that's a a big game today in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Baylor's favored to win by six and a half. And then we have South Carolina and Duke. Um, Martin. Yeah, South Carolina. That's going to be a home game for them. That's right. So, um, I don't know. If, if they can hit enough shots, they, they can stay with Duke. But now, Duke is considered to be, you know, one of the hottest teams, maybe the hottest team in the country by many analysts. What do you think of that, Gary? I don't know. I mean, they, they finished, what, four and three or three and four before the ACC tournament started, so I wouldn't think they'd be the But that was in the big, bad ACC. Yeah, right? I know. I know. it. I don't know. I just – South Carolina plays really good defense, but they struggle to score. So if they, I mean, they they're just going to have to score. And then at nine forty tonight, we have Cincinnati number six against UCLA. I'm sure the truth is hoping UCLA loses. <laughs> and well, actually, the truth sounded like he thought Billy Donovan's going to announce he's leaving. So UCLA and, and Cincinnati, it's a big game. Can't yeah. cut out. That's a huge game. Dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can't count out Cincinnati in my opinion. Cincinnati is solid. Mick Cronin is a. He's kind of a weird dude, honestly. But I think he's a really good in-game coach. I think he's good at running a program. Many people think he's the the smart money should be on Mick Cronin as the next coach at Louisville. I don't know what my thoughts are on that. But be sure to stay tuned. Steve, Gary, and I will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz, more college basketball talk.
Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM and 1450 AM WXVW. Talking all things in the world of sports. Earlier we did slip in a little bit of collegiate wrestling action. Also the World Baseball Classic. We have the U.S. eliminated Dominican Republic in their face in Japan on Tuesday with a chance to go to the finals against either the Netherlands or Puerto Rico. Other than that, there is a tournament going on right now. NCAA, March Madness. Plenty of storylines across the country when it comes to these games today. And even storylines within storylines. We have local news as Mike Bellotto is set to be named the new head coach at Arkansas State. Obviously, Kevin Keats was announced after they had a, a near upset in the first round but we're eliminated, that Kevin Keats will accept the job at North Carolina State. That's a good hire for them. Yeah, it seems like it is. He's a guy who spent the majority of his life in North Carolina. He's a a, uh, good recruiter. He was always really slick when I interacted with him. I actually got to talk to him a couple different times. And he always, he looks the part of a head coach. You know what I mean? He's always wearing a real nice suit. Yeah. I've seen him, uh, his... <laughs> he, seriously, he's really slick. His he, suit. No, he, he, for some reason, have you ever seen Kevin Keats? Yeah, oh he yeah. He comes across as being really slick. Yeah, I've seen him... Almost uh, like a politician. Uh, two, two, well, his last year at UofL, I've seen him at the King of the Bluegrass. Okay. And most of the time, the coaches sit in a table by themselves, and they're, they're isolated from everybody else. He walked through. He walked through. He, he mingled. He signed autographs. Yeah, so, yeah I, he, I saw that same personable. type of thing. Yeah. At, I think I was at that. What was he? He had where Terry Rozier had a big game. Yeah, is that what you're talking about? Um, I think it was the, the year after Rozier left. Okay, and they was their scout. I think it was uh, made. Uh, it was the same one that Quentin Gooden and uh, Luke Kennard were at. Okay. So it was that year. I was at one of those, and I, I just remember being thinking, man, that guy reminds me of of one of the characters maybe. I forget who it is. From You guys ever watched The Wire? There was a, a politician, maybe the mayor in The Wire, and I thought, man, Keith just he's just seems like he's slick. Yeah. So I, He's the type of guy who I, I wouldn't mind. Hell, if we're talking about future Louisville coaches – why not? Why you, exclude you've, him? You've been on that quite a bit this morning. Future Louisville coach. That's a, a continual. Are you nervous? Can you? Can, no, I'm not nervous. Continual theme. I think Rick's got a legit five, six, seven years left. I really do. There's nobody out there that I would rather have than Rick. He has not lost his fire. And 502-384-1450 is the Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram buzz line. If you would rather have another coach out there preparing your team for today's game or the next round game, I would love to hear who it is. Gary? Uh, I mean, he's he'd probably be one of the one of the top two or three. Izzo's up there. Okay. Yeah, you can Izzo's up there. You can make an argue. Yeah, but no, I'm okay with that. Personal preference. Yeah. Personal right? preference. Obviously, I, I feel Rick is is elite and I, I'm a big fan. I mean, you'd have to put Coach K up there. Yeah. I mean, he's got five championships over the last 30 years. Is okay, Rick, yeah. Cal. You could probably – Roy Williams. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you've got plenty. Yeah. Oh. I'll tell you somebody who you don't put up there. Who's that? Either Jay Wright or Tony Bennett. Because yeah, Jay Wright, won, they won the championship last year, but they've been out in the second, in the, uh, the second round, I think, five out of the last seven years. Yeah. So – he got the championship, though, dude. He got the championship. That, hey, that speaks volumes. Yeah. 
He's set for life now. Absolutely. You know he's been there 17 years. It don't seem like it. He don't look any older. He wears them three-piece suits. Yeah, speaking yeah. of another coach that dress, dresses well. Oh, yeah. He's solid. Yes, he is. He knows how to dress. I'll tell you who don't want to know how to dress is, uh, who's that, Buzz Williams? Buzz Williams. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. He sweat. He you got to go one way or the other. You either got to yeah. be real slick like Jay Wright, yeah. or I like Buzz or Williams. Or Oh, yeah. Or a complete yeah. slob. Oh, yeah, like uh, um, Rick Majerus. Rick or, uh, or uh, uh, St. Louis's coat. West Virginia. No, West Virginia. Yeah, Huggins. except Bob Huggins, he, he he wears those jumpsuits. He always looks like he's going for a run. Yeah, he, he always looks, looks like, like he's like, in the mafia. He looks like he's in the mob. <laughs> yeah. He looks like he's definitely been involved in burying some bodies. Yeah. Yeah, he's something else. Um, and isn't it funny that there's undertones? I, I said the Wire character that I said with Keats, he's kind of shady. I'm not saying Keats is shady, but you don't want your coach to be a choir boy, right. is, is my point. Right. You don't. Yeah. I don't think you do. Who's the closest thing to a choir boy? I guess Coach K. But if you watch his mannerisms nah, no during way. a game, he he has. I mean, he is as aggressive. He looks more like a dictator. Yeah. I mean, he's. I don't want to make take it any further than that. Because yep. I. But but Coach K, um, he is a very aggressive person on those sidelines. Yes. So back to the games today. We can continually make local connections. Uh, 9.40 p.m. Eastern Time, the latest game of the day, Cincinnati number 6 against UCLA number 3. I mean, the more I look at that game, that is a, a very intriguing matchup. Yeah, you talk about a team that rough and tough and plays some defense, that's Cincinnati. They take on the personality of their head coach. And a team that doesn't play defense very often, yeah. UCLA. Yeah. You're yeah, right. Rick compared Michigan to Golden State, but – I mean, if there's a team out there that's really Golden State, you got to say it's UCLA, yeah. right? Yeah, they shoot a ton of threes. Now, UCLA does have the the um, senior in Alford, yeah. Bryce Alford. I mean, he, he's playing well. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, all signs lead to the potential for Steve Alford to leave. Now, I don't know exactly how this would go down. If Cincinnati wins this game today, does Alford come out tomorrow and say – I'm I'm done. I don't know. I mean, he's got he's got a seven and a half million dollar buyout. I heard that. That's I mean, that's, I don't see a school paying that much. I mean, they have to negotiate it down. But they asked him the other day about the job, but he didn't he didn't die, he didn't deny that he was interested, did he? He just said, no, "Well, you know, if he leaves on his own terms, they still owe him that money." They don't know him. He. It's what's got to be paid to the but school. But what's important is that yeah. there's guys, for example, like Mark Cuban, who are, and I'm just using him because he's the, the, the most popular Indiana alum. Yeah. So you guys can stress all over the UCLA money all you want. Indiana's got a hell of a, uh, a donor base, yeah. too. Yeah. And that's who makes these decisions. Let's not kid ourselves. It's a business. And it's almost to the point where it's transparent. Yeah. They're not saying it's a, you know, well, academically, we, you know, I mean, if you're claiming these are academic institutions from an NCAA perspective, yeah, I mean you're almost a, a complete fraud for even suggesting that. Yeah, um, I mean this is entertainment purposes only. Yeah, right. I, yeah, I, I think if 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 they don't go with Offord, I wouldn't be too surprised they go Archie Miller or Chris Holtman from Butler. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. A lot of people are saying Archie Miller may be holding out for. If Thad Mata is fine. He wants the Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, that's what he wants. Now, I don't know if Steve cares about that. I'd take that. <laughs> sure. He's Even a good though coach. I am a big fan of Thad Mata, I have his autograph on my Will Smith, number 93, <laughs> Ohio State Buckeye. Did jersey. you get that after Will Smith died? 
No, I was at tailgating at a game wearing my Will Smith jersey, and Thad Mata was there. <laughs> and you had him to... sign the Will Smith jersey. My favorite clip of Thad Mata is seeing him. Have you seen this? He's chewing gum. He always chews gum. Somehow the gum falls, falls out, out of his mouth. He picks it up <laughs> off the ground, random gym, and puts it back into his mouth. Oh, yeah. Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline is 502-384-1450. We're going to head to the Buzzline now. we got our man Kevin is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Kevin? I'm doing all right. Just getting a little, getting, getting a little nervous about the game. This first game here with Louisville. You know, yeah, man, get a little nervous back there. You and me both, Kevin. I, I hate to say it. The more I think about it, I mean, I, I don't have a good feeling about this game today. What are you looking forward to? Is Louisville going to press? I mean, how are they going to handle this? Well, let's be honest. Walton Jr., a very explosive uh point guard for Michigan, and we know Michigan is capable. John Beeline, I mean, they, they are a very explosive offense. Rick Pitino compared them to the Golden State Warriors. What are you most concerned with from this game, Kevin? Uh, not, I, just, uh, I don't know, it's just uh, what, what's been going on with Michigan. It seems like they, you know, there's a, you know, I ain't going to call them no team of destiny, but it's like, you know, they're having a lot of, uh, Fortunate luck on their side right now, and then um, shoot the thing about Louisville that, that really disturbs me—they've been having a problem. They leave the three-point shooters open a lot, and Michigan has guys. I think four or five guys that all shoot the ball, and, and Louisville has a lot of lapses on defense, and that's just kind of—I kind of see Michigan, you know, passing the ball around. A little bit, and then it gets Louisville makes a really good defensive stance, and then it'll be a last second shot. There'll be somebody open, and that's what Michigan's probably going to do all day. That's just what, and you know, Louisville, we, we're iffy with, with our shooting. Yeah, you're right. Uh, inconsistent offense and the, the habit, especially we saw it in the first round, Kevin. We, we let a guy who made eight three pointers all season, a big man, 6'10, Giga. Went five for five yeah. from downtown, so that's very concerning. You got to think Rick is addressing that. Prior to last game, Rick was concerned with the lack of consistent free throw shooting for the Louisville team, and they addressed oh, yeah. that. They they did a good do- job at addressing that. Anas made, or he, I'm sorry, he missed the first two, but overall in that game, Louisville ended up going 11 of 14, so 78 percent, about 79 percent from the line. So they address that. You gotta think, Kevin, that after the first round game, Rick is addressing the perimeter defense and shutting down that three pointer. Yeah, and, I, and I'm just, you know, and I'm just a big proponent of at this time of the year. If you, if you, you're who you are now, and if you hadn't got it by now, you're not gonna get it. So I'm, I'm just not confident that today. I mean, anything can happen. Hopefully, that Michigan won't shoot 16 threes, but. Uh, you know, they're going to hit a probably a good high amount regardless just because Louisville has a lot of bad lapses on defense is going to leave guys open. And I wasn't, you know, and that, and that that Jacksonville State game, I don't care what you say, that was, you know, you know, you know, I'm a Louisville homer, but some, you know, people, you got to look at that game. That was not, <laughs> I, wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't impressed with Louisville in that game. <laughs> I'm there with you, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, I don't need to recite his numbers to you again, but I will. 3 for 15 from the field, 0 for 6 from the three-point line, Kevin. 
Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that you take from that game that were kind of disturbing going into this game. And, you know, and the same thing, and, and as bad as we looked against Jacksonville State, uh, Kentucky fans should be a lot worried because I don't care that that's Northern Kentucky and, the, yeah, they're going to play with a little edge on, on the shoulder against Kentucky. But the bottom line is, from a physical standpoint, that, that team had no business even being able to play with Kentucky. And Kentucky's been playing like that all year, too. And, you know, they, they're not that – so I wouldn't be too happy if I was Kentucky fans, neither. <laughs> they just uh, – going back to what we said the last two months, they get killed at the four spot. I mean, that guy that, that uh, Willis was guarding was abusing him. But then they tried to put Winnie Gabriel in there, and the same thing was happening. I mean, what they do is ISO, and they know the weakest defender on the floor. So they just, I mean, they was, I mean, that guy scored, what, 20 points against them. It was crazy. Yeah, I mean, both, you know, it's, it's I mean, it's, you know, and I told my UK buddy, I, I said, he thinks, he, he thinks I'm sandbagging, but, you know, I'm, I'm kind of nervous about my, you know, little chances today, but I told him, I said, don't be shocked. This could be a day with both Louisville and Kentucky, I said, home. Exactly. Yeah. You're right, Kevin. I mean, as I said earlier, don't kid yourself as a local fan. Neither of these games are gimmies. Yeah. I mean, I've watched a lot of basketball this year. Michigan hit 11 out of 15 three-pointers in the second half. I just I just don't see them doing that again. I mean, I watched them when they play Indiana. They beat Indiana by 30. And then they turned around mm-hmm. and lose, lost to somebody that wasn't even close to the style or anything like that. So they're hit and miss, but... They're hot right now. I just don't see them. I just, I just think Louisville won't. I think Louisville went by ten or better. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure that Rick's gonna, you know, have a good scheme. The, the point, the problem is with Louisville. Rick's had a good scheme all year in most games. It's, it's the team carrying out what he wants them to do. Like he said, this team has a bad basketball IQ, and you see it out there. They make some of the dumbest decisions. It's like in that Jacksonville State game. They they put a press on. They get a steal. Jalen Johnson and takes the ball and he starts to dribble into the teeth of the defense. Okay, you have to steal Jalen. Stop. Give the ball up to a guard. He wants to try to take the ball in. And you see Rick going off on him. You know you can't do dumb stuff like that. You're right. This that's not a typical Rick team uh, to make mental errors like that. But we'll we'll wait and see. Rick is the ultimate. Um, adjustments guy, not necessarily on just two days of rest, but this, so this isn't his most successful ra- round through his his NCAA tournament resume. But I mean, you can't put anything past Rick, in my opinion. As I said, there's not anybody out there I'd rather have than Rick preparing my team. But that doesn't mean I'm not nervous. Beeline in Michigan, they've got a score to settle. If you talk, Kevin, if you talk to any Michigan fans. And you look back on that NCAA championship game, they feel they were legitimately robbed, and that it was a complete screw job by the refs. I mean, Michigan fans and and their team has to feel like they are serving revenge here. Yeah, I've I've seen I've seen more pictures of that block on Peyton Siva the last day and a half than I've seen in three years. Yeah. I mean, this, let's not forget about that. We've seen it before. Draymond Green's freshman year at Michigan State, they matched up against Louisville. He came back, and in and, and his senior year, Louisville served revenge on him. But, I mean, those type of things, especially when there's guys who are from the, the same guys on the roster, I mean, Mango and, and others, um, 
I mean, this isn't anything. I think Mango actually, yeah, Mango's the only guy who is there. But Michigan Beeline and the, the coaching staff, they're familiar with this Louisville team. So, Kevin, thank you very much for the call. Good luck to our All cards right. today. I'll pat myself on the back there. Have a great rest of your weekend. We'll hear from you next week. All right. Good stuff there from a man, Kevin. <clears throat> hey, isn't isn't Mango UofL's version of uh, Perry Ellis? Just from sti- Kansas. sticks around, yeah. Oh, he's been there since Well, Perry Ellis was, I think, a five-star yeah. recruit, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes, he was. Okay, now Mango was viewed as much more of a project. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Mango has just been there forever. Yeah. Gary, i got to ask you this. Go ahead. You always do this. Let's do it. Claiming uh, when you predict U of L's victories that they should always blow these teams out, like yep. Syracuse, the win by twenty. Oh, and they did, didn't uh, they? Yeah, they did. Okay, but I feel I feel like you're setting them up. I, like if they don't, if they win the game, but not by ten, then it wasn't a successful performance. Okay, well, this is my second game I've predicted since I don't usually watch U of L's games because they ain't worth my time. Okay. Um, this is the second game that I'll predict uh, correctly, so they'll win by ten or better. Okay. But UK, you, you're. What are you calling on that one? Uh, uh Wichita I, State's no, tough. No, I, I think UK. Uh, I think UK. I think UK went by four. The spread's four. four and a half. Um, what's the spread for UVL? Three and a half. So the spread really has nothing to do with it. I'm going yeah. by gut instinct, though. Okay. okay. Yeah. But I just, I mean, I just look at Wichita State, and they just, they, 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 uh, they threaten a little bit. I mean, they're they're undefeated against two seeds. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess, like you say, it's just my team, and I'm I'm nervous about that. But from the outside looking in, as far as Louisville or any other team, I just have a gut feeling that Michigan can't stay with them. Fair enough. We'll but, have to wait and see. I mean, this is yeah. not only the – I continually reiterate, not only the local Louisville and Kentucky games today – but also games like the late game, UCLA and Cincinnati. You know, Mick Cronin uh, has had a lot of success. He averages 25 wins over the past seven seasons. Uh, Steve Alford, he has a narrative that is really yet to be written for success, right? Yeah. I mean, he's got to be the most underqualified coach to get the UCLA job ever. Well, they, I think they was turned down by four or five guys last yeah, year. Yeah, let's not forget. Yeah. This is UCLA. They've got the most titles ever. Yeah. But they're not the, the, the shining, uh, you know, example of the, the elite program they once were. Yeah. I mean, what was it? they was 15 and 17 last year, I believe it was. And so, I don't know. I just, I mean, they got Lonzo Ball, which is a really good player if you can just yeah. try to get away from his dad. Hey, back to this Louisville game. All right. This is going to be like a road game for them, right? Because you're going to have Michigan fans there, but also Kentucky fans there, right? Yeah. Just rooting and, against And you them. can always hear the Kentucky fan. Yeah. <laughs> so, when it's in, in this type of situation, this is a you're like, game. oh, my God, you hear those boos? Yeah. Well, Louisville, That's got to be Kentucky fans. You're right. Yeah. Louisville travels, too, but Michigan, I think Michigan will have a lot of fans there. Yeah, they will. I mean, yeah. It's close. Yeah. And a lot oh, of the Michigan Kentucky fans Kentucky are Kentucky fans. No, you're talking about a road game. That's a 12 o'clock game. I mean, UK, I don't know if UK fans would be there that early. They'll still be at the bars uh, drinking. They hey, love to hate. The road, uh, they love to the, hate. The, the road. Kentucky fans, it's 50 and 60-year-old guys who, who retire. They worked hard. They had good jobs. And they take their, their, um, their vacation time to go to this yeah. type of stuff. Or they're retired and they get, just get to do yeah. – I mean, I don't even think a lot of Kentucky fans drink as much. I think that's the Louisville – Louisville fan fans. <laughs> I think Kentucky fans are just passionate individuals who who show up. The road game is going to be the second game. 
because whoever wins that first game, their fans are sticking around and rooting against Kentucky. That's a fact. You don't think so? You, I don't know. You, th- you think no, all them there, fans are going to leave? No, there's maybe, a lot of maybe. fans who hate Kentucky, too. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram buzz line is 502-384-1450. We're going to head back to the buzz line. we got our man Blue is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Blue? I'm doing good, fellas. How you doing, Kelly? Doing great. What hey, do you got I'm, for I'm going to bounce around a little bit, kind of like, like I usually do. I'm going to start off by saying, Tom Cream, I hate Indiana. Instead of Indiana, I'm glad you're gone. And, um... Hey, let me, let me move on to Rick Pitino talking about Golden State. Man, come on. Yeah, and Donald Mitchell is still Curry, man. Hey, I, I tell you something, uh, Kelly. You like Pitino getting his team prepared? He's the last coach I want to get my players prepared for the NBA, man. Uh, come on, man. I, I, I mean, look at his track record, man. Come on, man. And, and Isaiah Briscoe, I like him. but And I, and I tell you something about him. He's not good to attack the basket, man. I like that about him, man. I really do. West Virginia is my dark horse. I like him. I like the way they play, man. And I'm going to tell you something else, too, Kelly. Duke, it's going to sound crazy because I'm a Kentucky fan. Duke is my backup team. I like the mixture of players. I always said that, man. they got nice seniors, good freshmen, and they keep coming to the players at least a couple years. I mean, every year a new team, come on, man. I don't, I don't like that, man. They don't have any shooters. Duke's got shooters, man. Grayson Allen, Kennard, and so on. The other guard, the freshman guard. Oh, man, it's going to be great, man. So, And about the game today with Louisville. I think they'll beat Michigan State, man. Michigan, I, I really do. Now Kentucky, hey, I, I don't think they're going to beat them. I really don't. I'm going to tell you why. Kentucky does not defend the perimeter. I hate that, man. And when they show the replay after they, they score three pointer, it's like, where the defenders at, man? They're nowhere in sight. But but it's going to be a good tournament, man. Duke is my is, is my pick to win it all, baby. Okay. Go devil. Thank you. All, all right. right. Good I, stuff I, from our man Blue. We appreciate the call, Blue. Thank you. Let's go back to the. Uh, him saying Duke keeps their players around or whatever. Mike Krzyzewski, I mean, several coaches do this. I mean, Cal will tell you, look, this is where you're projected in the NBA draft. And then he'll let his their families dictate whether they leave or not. So what does Coach K do? He has Get guys money? come back. Okay, so you're saying – Grayson he, Allen was a lottery pick last year. And look, he, won't, he probably won't be picked first round because he, he's a head case. What about all the guys – when they won it, they, all those guys left. Really? They they had four freshmen Okafer, on that team. Tyus. Freshmen. Uh, why freshmen. Didn't keep, why didn't you keep them around then? Because, I mean, you're not, there's certain guys you're not going to – borderline guys that you're not going to keep. Tyler Perry tried to keep uh, Dakari Johnson around. Dakari Johnson was like – his mom was like, no, he's leaving. He left after his freshman year, didn't sophomore. he? Sophomore. So, okay, sophomore. Yeah. So what's the knock on – What's I don't. What are you getting at? There's, there's He's no, saying that Cal is more transparent with his players. Yeah, Cal, Cal, t- Cal gives you feedback and say, "This is where you're going to go. It's your, it's up to you." It's just like Patino. Russ Smith was a top twenty player his junior year, and Patino said, "If you come back, I'll let you run the point, and we'll get you, we'll get you drafted I, I, higher." I, I, I have, um, I'm critical of people who who are so overly. Critical of Rick for the way he handled Russ because, look, he stayed all four years. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's struggling to get in the league. Yeah. So, had he left after his junior year, would he have all of a sudden he would been, have been in the league be that more? much better? He would have been a millionaire because he would have been a, a first round player. Would he have been? Yes, he would have. That's what the he draft projection was. 19 were or 20 is what he but was. He, he was never a prototypical NBA guy. No, I mean, no, no. A, 
You know what I mean? I I, I think he could excel if he got a chance in the league. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, he was projected to go higher. Yeah. So you can make that case there. He scored 60 in the D-League in did, one game. But he still can't get up. He can't. He can. It's very bizarre. Yeah. I think, in a way, he's not cut out for the NBA. But at the same time, I think maybe he is. I think he should. He's a, a, a point guard body who has shooting guard skills. Isn't that what Russell Westbrook? Works? Yeah. Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. yeah. If you're able to knock down jumpers, yeah. you can make it in the league. I don't understand why Russ can't get a, a better shake in the league. I but, don't get uh, that. But that's a different topic. I I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I think Rick gets a little too much flack for that. And coincidentally, the flack is from Kentucky fans. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the only player that I know that he's Same told right? to come back. Okay. And he'd let but he told Russ he'd let him run the point, and he not one time ran the point that year. Well, he had Peyton Sivan. No, he didn't. That was the year. Yeah, you're right. That was the year after Siva okay, yeah. left. That's yeah, year after Siva left. Yep. Terry Rozier came in, right? He was a soft. Maybe he was on a team, but he was he was a shooting guard. But they had uh, the one guy that got in trouble. Yeah, the one that took the fake elbow. Chris Jones. Yeah, yep. he was okay. the one running point. Okay, so <laughs> what? The one that took the fake elbow. The fake elbow from Dakari Johnson. <laughs> Thought he knocked him out and didn't touch him. All right. That is a good clip. I remember seeing it. <laughs> so, big games today. Not only Louisville and Kentucky are playing. Well, do you guys want to focus on the Louisville and Kentucky games? Because we can continue. Yeah, to that's that fine. For yeah, sure. let's go. Let's Isaiah go. Briscoe. Blue touched on Isaiah Briscoe. He likes Isaiah Briscoe. Blue had some interesting points. Yeah. He, I mean, let's dissect Blue's call a little I agree bit. With, I agree with something he said. They don't, I don't think they... They guard the perimeter that well. If Northern Kentucky would have just knocked down a couple threes, that would have been a a cl- lot closer game than it should have been. What I was impressed with with Kentucky was their ball movement. And yeah, the crisp passes. It seemed like very early on in the game they were making it a point to swing the ball around. It just I was like, wow. Yeah, this really stood out to me. They, yeah, they started doing that during the during the SEC tournament. That extra that extra pass just. I mean, it get it, there's an open guy because, say, when Monk gets the ball, everybody's going to collapse on him. One extra pass that gets Derek Willis a shot. Yeah. It makes you a, a much better team. We saw Louisville early this season. They weren't passing the ball well. They improved their passing, and coincidentally, or magically almost, your shooting percentage goes up. Yeah. You're shooting open shots. That's a way different animal. Yeah. I heard uh, Brian, the insider, call earlier talking about Briscoe should be on the bench and – Whatnot, and he had seventeen and eight last game, and you know everybody does stats per forty of a game. He averages almost seventeen points, five and a half assists, and seven rebounds a game. He is a stat stuff. Yeah, you just you can't take somebody like that out of the lineup, and you have no one else to replace him. Not at the three. You and don't. as much as he gets flack for being a, now, it sounds like we're singing the praises of Briscoe entirely. Brian's probably listening. Call back in if you if you'd like. But Briscoe was seven of eleven. From the field mm-hmm. on Friday. I mean, I'm just saying, if you take him out at the three spot, which is what he – he causes matchup problems because he can take it to the basket. A lot of threes yeah. aren't that versatile. But if you take him out of the game, who do you – he said he said you have five guy, five-star five guys sitting on the bench. Yeah, you have five-star center sitting on the bench. You can't put him in the three spot. But I – Wichita But you State, can't rely on him. To, I mean, he, he is a liability at small forward spot from the perimeter. Oh yeah, he can't. He can't shoot. I mean, everybody knows he can't shoot. Do you think that could be a tough matchup for him today? Wichita State starts three guys: six eight, six eight, six nine. Yeah, 
That's some size. It and, is. And I've said all year, as soon as Kentucky meets a That's team the team with, with, with yeah. a lot of size. And Wichita could be, State, to me, did look like I was watching it. They've got some shot blockers. And, I saw uh, a couple possessions. Great rebounding. They yeah. might not have the big, huge guy that's, that you know can shut down Bam, but I think through – They average 3.3 blocks a game. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Well, so I they're just not a the, huge – The eyeball test, they, yeah. they look like they had a presence in there. At I first, saw a couple possessions against Dayton. If there's one thing that I'm not worried about, and that's Briscoe's defense on a, any, anybody. No. I mean, or Fox. That's his thing. But yeah. Briscoe and Fox, when you have them in your backcourt, let's call it like it is – they're both basically backcourt players. Yeah. You don't get much outside shooting. No. Now, if you can prevent Briscoe and Fox from driving to the rack. Yeah. Or diminish the the, the their attempts yeah. close to the basket. I mean, you're going to have a dramatic impact on that game. Yeah. I mean, here the last two weeks, Fox has been knocking that shot down, but... Consistency over a year is what I look at. He could it's, step up today and hit could. shots. I, I think mean, he Wichita only shot State one three-pointer on Friday. Guards those drives pretty well, too. I think that's what... That's what he said. He said they, they're not going to drive the ball on us. Yeah. That's what the guy said yesterday. And what about the guy uh, uh, talking to Bam... Uh, was asked yeah. about Bam's 18 rebounds. He said, he said oh, we're shutting that down. He's, he's getting shut down tomorrow. What, what if they do, though? What if they do? I they mean, could. They, they I have mean, the if, size. I, if, I'm a, if I'm a post player and I'm the starting center, I say the same thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Come they, out and do it. I mean, you, 18 rebounds is a lot in college basketball. It is. It yeah. is. That's a lot. That's yeah. a big deal. And Greg Marshall's program is no slouch. I mean, no. this is a, it's, I mean, that was the first year of eligibility for North Northern uh, Kentucky. Yeah. I mean, that's a different animal. Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it? I, isn't it kind of crazy? Would you want to poke the bear? I mean, yeah, you never want to do that. You never. And not only was the player doing it, the coach was doing it. Well, yeah. maybe that's. So I mean, they're trying to. What they're trying? They're trying to get in their head, get them out of the game. Maybe they're trying. Well, sometimes to Sometimes with more the young confident. team, that may work. Yeah, yeah, you're playing a huge blue blood program. You don't want to go in doubting yourself or uh, some lack of confidence. Uh, that Wichita State player said they're nothing special, so I guess he don't think they're that big of a program. I like it. I mean, for oh, storylines yeah. and for radio, they try I mean, to get it certainly is good. They try to get Bam involved. Yesterday, they told him about it. He said, "I just worry about what my team does. I'm not worried about anybody else." So he wouldn't bite. But I don't yeah, know. We'll see. All that talk really doesn't mean anything based on you know who wins the game. Nah, not really. Just, just trying to play head games. But I mean, I I try to like Greg Marshall. I mean, he's I mean he's a good coach. But man, he there's just something about him I don't like. I don't know why he's just he's a, he's arrogant for somebody that's never done anything. I mean, he's he hasn't really accomplished anything. Well, so he eh. Louisville knocked him out of the Final Four, right? What's the best? What's their he, best season? He had an that, undefeated that, that year leading that into year. the tournament. Yeah, Van Vliet. I mean, in the Missouri Valley Conference. And now what, Shaquille Morris, you guys see him? Yeah, six yeah. eight two sixty five. He's a big, big heavy set guy. Yeah. yeah. What are you guys' thoughts on him against Kentucky? He, he, I think he plays 13, 14 minutes a game. Maybe as more up to nineteen, about, about eighteen. Yeah, he don't game. he don't play very much. He's not in very good shape. But they're well balanced. He averages what almost ten a game. He averages a block yeah. a game. They have Willis. five rebounds a game. I'm looking up and down the roster right now, trying to determine which big guys they've got. Marcus McDuffie, who's 6'8", 212, averages about 12 points a game, almost six yep. rebounds a game. 
212 is kind of thin, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm looking at this roster, well, he, and I'm trying to find big guys. He's not playing down low. I mean, I think their big guy is Mo- Morris, and then they have Willis Jr. He's 6'9". He's the tallest. 6'9", yeah. 221. He, he averages 10 and 5. So yeah. they, they have four players that average They've got 10. a rotation is what yeah. they've got, and that's what you need. You, yeah. don't, you don't want somebody to yeah. get some foul trouble. Yeah. I don't know if it's enough to, to because the recipe is prevent the inside shots for this Kentucky team. Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's got to be what it is. Yeah. Connor Fancamp is a guy I like. I, I followed him at the Derby Classic here in Louisville. He yeah. went to Kansas. I think he got a DUI or maybe a DUI and something else. So he left Kansas, Kansas. and he's resurfaced here at Wichita State. He's got talent. He didn't do anything on Friday, really. He shoots forty four percent from the from the three point range. He he can shoot with anybody. Yeah, he's. Very I just don't talented. know if he can I see guard him almost as an NBA caliber type guy. I just I don't know if he can ridiculous. guard anybody on Kentucky's team. Okay. But He's got the skills. He's. I remember watching him in a skills contest at the Derby Classic, and he's got some serious handles, and he can shoot. But you're right. I, we'll see if he can guard. Yeah, he, they said yesterday their game plan is to uh, stop Bam and cut off uh, De'Aaron Fox's dribble penetration. Okay. He said they're going to let Briscoe and Malik Monk shoot from outside all day long. I wish they would let Malik Monk shoot from outside all day long. I mean, if Kentucky's banking on that, they better hope he's I on. Mean, my, yeah, he needs num- to be on. My number one priority would also be stopping Fox from driving. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Fox is is freakishly the team goes athletic. As he also. goes, Monk, I think. Monk, oh, that's a fact. Monk, don't yeah. let Monk get to the rack too. No, he can. He can. He yeah, can they've got yeah, but we've seen him disappear sometimes. No, but he, it he, seems he could be Fox, on today. He could be off. He's yeah. had. He's had what? Three out of the last four games have been off. I mean, he's he's due sometime or another. I'm waiting for it, but. I don't know. He's been off here lately. He had twelve yeah. the other night, but he didn't. He didn't. All this was from the free throw line. He mostly, s- he said when he has a bad game, that means watch out for the next one. The team's in for uh, bad news, and we've been waiting on that. Yeah, for have been waiting four on straight it. games. Yeah. yeah, in in the tournament, you better hope someone like Monk's not on. I'm yeah. sorry that he's not on, or that he's not off if you're Kentucky. Yeah, because he's capable uh, of throwing a clunker out there. We saw it during the season. Yeah. Um, so we'll wait and see. Huge games today. We're focusing in on the local teams, Louisville and Kentucky's matchups. Obviously, Kentucky against Wichita State, Louisville against Michigan. We're going to get to that and more of the college basketball March Madness. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM and 1450 AM. WXVW, your college basketball headquarters this morning. 
breaking down all things in the world of college basketball specifically. You got a full slate of games. I'm joined in studio by Gary Love, Steve Driver. We're trying to break down the, the not only the local games, but also the games across the country. I mean, there is a no shortage of storylines when it comes to the, the games from starting at 12, 10 p.m. from Michigan and Louisville. We got Wichita State and Kentucky at 240, Michigan State and Kansas at 515, Arkansas and North Carolina at 6:10 p.m. Rhode Island and Oregon at 7:10 p.m. USC and Baylor at 7:45, South Carolina and Duke at 8:40, 9:40 p.m. we have Cincinnati and UCLA. So you pick any of those games and I mean we could really get into each and every one of them from a, 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 a storyline level. USC and Baylor is intriguing. Baylor was ranked number one in the country at, at one point this year. Gary, thoughts on that game? Yeah. Um, that's my that's my pick for the day is, is uh, USC. Okay. So, I mean, it's – I don't know. I mean, I, I like Baylor, but I just think USC, I mean, they've been down the last two games big and came back. From a casual sports fan perspective, what was it? Two or three years ago, Andy Edenfield in Florida Gulf Coast – they had, what were they calling them? Dunk City. Dunk City, okay. They had, I mean, let's be honest, it was, some of them were white guys. Yeah. I mean, that was a very bizarre case of just, flam, you know, very flashy dunking. And that style, has that translated over to USC? Yeah, a little bit, it has. Okay. Yeah. Andy uh, Edenfield's a hot name out there, and I think if you're at USC, they don't have the tradition, but they certainly have the resources. Yes. Yes, they do. They, uh, I don't know why he didn't trademark that name. I mean, they, that's, he had Dunk it. City. Yeah, he had it going on, but I mean, now they're uh, still using it. Florida. Speaking Gulf. of hot names, I have no idea what you guys are talking about here recently. <laughs> I haven't been listening at all. Why? I've just been looking up pictures of Amanda Markham, Andy Enfield's wife. Is she that pretty? <whistles> Seriously, Amanda yes. Markham. I have a child on the way, and. I don't know if I'm going to go home after the show. I might just what are you going to do? I just might drive to Southern Do you Cal think you have – Now try, I, to, I know try you, to whisk her away. I know you think of yourself as being a, a handsome man. Yes, I'm very good looking. <laughs> what were you saying? <laughs> do you think you're in the same ballpark as Andy Edenfield? <laughs> Absolutely, dude. He's so goofy looking. <laughs> Look at this first picture and I bring got, up. <laughs> Big gap in his teeth. And he got a Maxim model. You you think it has anything to do with his his career, his career or his business ventures? I'm sure if he was sitting in the seat that I'm in right now, he probably wouldn't be married to her. And you would be instead. Yes, I would. Wow. Hope your wife's not listening. (laughs) She probably is. Okay. Well. So we've got USC and Baylor. USC finished the season 26 and nine. Baylor 26 and seven. Well, they start off 18 and one. Baylor? Uh, yeah, yeah, so they've struggled here lately. They have. <laughs> Benny Boatwright leading the way for, for USC, averaging 15 points a game. They've got a, a, a slew of of four guys averaging double digits for USC. Shaquan Aaron. Yeah, former U of L player. Former U of L player, yep. sophomore. Let's he's playing he, pretty good. What's he averaging? Uh, oh, on the season, he's averaging 21.1 minutes and about eight points a game. Yeah, so it's what over 
per 40, 16, minutes, 16 points a game. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, Do you guys want to get to some predictions? Sure. Yeah, we're, we're running out of time, man. That show really flew by. Um, USC, let's see, Shaquan Aaron did not – he played seven minutes against SMU. But who knows? He could play a bigger role today. Yeah. You got Stewart and Boatwright, who are probably their top guys. Well, all right, let's hear your prediction, Steve. For every, we'll just go game what, by game. What do we for mean? Predictions about your chances with Andy Edenfield's wife? Is that what you mean? How about we start with uh, Cincinnati, UCLA? Who's everybody got? Wow, I'll go UCLA. I'll go UCLA. It's so easy th- to I default think, to the favorite. I think this could be my 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 knockoff. Well, let's hear you. Make I the will. Pick. I will take Cincinnati. Okay. Defense is going to lock them up. UCLA doesn't play any. Yep. Just get some buckets, boys. All right, so Steve picks UCLA. I'm right. Steve, I'm writing this down. I just said I pick Cincinnati, man. Oh, I mean, yeah. Please don't ever <laughs> confuse my picks again because I don't want you to, you know, bring this back up next week. <laughs> Steve picks Cincy. I just wrote it down. I mean, that's serious. Yeah. All right. Gary. I got UCLA. UCLA. Yep. Kelly, UCLA. Okay. Next game. Duke, Duke South Carolina. Gary, do it. You got to. I'm going South Carolina. Oh, man. Okay. I'm going Duke. <laughs> so I'm just going to pick all the favorites. <laughs> Steve? I'll take Duke. Okay. All right. USC Baylor? I'm going USC. Okay. But Is that because of Andy Enfield's history with the uh, the beautiful Maxa model? That's That's one of the reasons, yes. Okay. I appreciate that. Steve? I'll take you. Obviously, as well. you have a personal vendetta <laughs> with yes. Andy Enfield. You, you and him are no, rivals. But, but, but I'm rooting for him because she'll get some more airtime the further they go in the tournament. Do you want that, though? Absolutely, yes. Okay. I want to see what she's wearing each day. Okay. And let me guess Kelly's going to take Baylor and never takes any risk <laughs> in, his, in his life. Is that is that my MO <laughs> over the course of my life? I'm going with Baylor. All right. Next game. Imagine that. Oregon, Rhode Island. All right. Wow, uh, I'm going. <laughs> uh, I'm going Rhode Island. All right, I'm going to Oregon. I'll take Oregon. Okay. Oh, you guys are so vanilla. <laughs> All right, next. Arkansas, North Carolina. North Carolina. I'm taking North Carolina. I can't pick against North Carolina. There, Steve. Ditto. All right, we're all going North Carolina. Next. There's so many games. Kansas, Jeez. Kansas, Michigan State. I'm going Kansas. I will too. Okay. Um, I'm I'm going Kansas. Right. Golly, I, I really th- do think. <laughs> I think it's funny if Kelly's like, I'll, I'll take Michigan State, and he writes down Kansas. He's yeah. just not, I'm not tweet- telling anybody. I'm going to R. Kelly Dugan 20 on Snapchat if you want to add me, but I'm, I'm snapping this, my horrible handwriting and all of these picks out immediately. All right, now we got the two primetime games. We got UK Wichita State. This is a t- I I've been going back and forth on this one all day. I th- every prediction I've seen so far has never been any more than three points. So yeah. I, I'm I'm going with Kentucky, but it's going to be close. I'll go with Kentucky. You know what? I will as well. Okay. All right. Louisville, Michigan. I'm going with Michigan. I I'm hate going to with say Louisville. that. I'm going with Louisville. I hate I'm, to say it. If I have to pick, I'm going with Louisville big. 
and, and that's me. I'll admit it's me hedging. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm hedging. I'll be happy if 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 Louisville wins. I will not be happy if I get this pick correct. I will not. <laughs> hey, it's all, all right as long as your team wins, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'd, I'd I'd rather have. Uh, I'll take Louisville on this one. Yeah. Okay. I'm very curious to watch. I'm super excited to watch Wichita State, Kentucky, though. I think that's going to be a really good game. Well, the good thing is we don't have to sit around all day waiting for them to come on. This is right after an hour right after the show's off. Yeah, I mean, it couldn't get any better. Yeah. This is is action-packed of a day. If you like like college basketball. Now, if you hate college basketball. You're an idiot. (laughs) Yeah. I don't see why you wouldn't. I really do. It's difficult if somebody says – you know, I don't like watching the regular season of college basketball. Okay. I can kind of say nationally if you live in Michigan or, you know what I mean? You live yeah. some state that focuses on football. I understand. But if you don't enjoy March Madness, get the hell out of yeah. my face. I don't ever want to talk to you. Yeah. Or you, like you say, these teams has got, these uh, cities have pro teams in it. Yeah. They don't pay attention to college basketball, which I don't know. But, March but, but Madness, in March Madness, yeah. they do. Yeah, absolutely. I think it national changes, shows. Yeah. yeah. Um, I watched so many games this weekend, guys. Yeah. I'm just flipping, even you know, just a half of a game, just flipping between three of the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, you know, I like the way they do it now. You got the four or five different stations. You can watch which game you want to watch. Yeah, That's True nice. TV is yeah, getting in on it. I mean, it used to be CBS, and you played what they wanted you to see. Yeah, and I like it the way it is now. Expanded coverage. I mean, obviously, that's a good thing. We have how many channels are on our cable package? Six hundred, a lot, a thousands, lot. ten, thirty. Did thousand. you guys see in Vegas? Uh, Oklahoma State was plus three, and he uh, when Michigan beat him, Oklahoma State player threw up a three last second, hit it, <laughs> and they and they lost by one. <laughs> so there's just video of guys in Vegas watching that game. Some, oh. people, some people crying, other people celebrating. Based on a last second shot that didn't decide the game. Lost out lost out of some money. Yeah. I don't know. I bet that's crazy there. You ever been to Vegas, Kelly? I have not. Good friend of ours, Steven, is in Vegas as we speak. Yeah, I think my other buddy, uh, C Max there too. Is he? Yeah. A couple we guys should we go grew sometime. Yeah, that would be great. I'm sure I, we I, wouldn't get in too much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I would like to go there and see a fight. I mean a fight like on the street. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd like to go see a UFC <laughs> fight or a boxing match. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, because Vegas used to be the big-time event for boxing matches, but, I mean, I guess they are a little bit, but. No, they, they still are, but you're right. Barclays Center in They're New- doing another, yeah. yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah. Cincinnati yeah, has do- a lot. Yeah, you're right. It's 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 shifted. I wouldn't say away. Vegas is still the headquarters. Yeah. But, um, and I like that they, they're going to other venues also. Yes. Um. But the UFC, the majority of the, the cards are still there. Yeah. And, I, I mean, let's be honest. UFC is awesome right now, in my opinion. Am I wrong, Steve? Mm, sorry. Gennady Golovkin had a big boxing I win. I think boxing boxing's making a comeback. Big, yeah. I, I can get behind that. A lot of big fights Sell here. Sell boxing to me right now. There's been a lot of huge fights lately. What are we looking forward to? Gennady Golovkin won last night. Yeah. Yep. All right. Who? Else? What else? You could possibly have a Mayweather McGregor fight, and that's not going to be in a cage. That's going to be in a boxing. I ring. still put that fight at zero percent. All right. And then we have you know other big names. Yeah, Wilder, Deontay Wilder, Deontay Wilder, yeah. Keith Thurman, Porter. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. Deep. Okay. Um, George St. Pierre is coming back. He's going to face off against 
Michael Bisping for the hundred for the first time. George St. Pierre will be fighting instead of 170 pounds. He move he's moving up to 185 no, why, pounds. Why so? Is he? Did he's he been off of money. It's it doesn't sound like he ran out of money. He left at his prime. He was on a huge winning streak when he took time off, and he's been training. I think MMA just beats the hell out of your body, yeah. and you're like, uh, let's take a little time off and take Listen. care of my family, and now. I don't think he needs money. What's up? Greg Hardy's going to be in the UFC in about a year. It doesn't take that long to train. <laughs> you've been you've been doing jujitsu for how long, Kelly? Uh, almost a year. Yeah, you could be in the UFC. <laughs> well, no, I could I not. don't think it's that hard. Hey, what's that one? Uh, the Greg one guy, Hardy, that... Matt Mitrione. Some guys do make that um, switch over. Yeah. And Greg Hardy, in all seriousness, may end up. He is an extremely elite athlete. He may end up yeah. in the. Has somebody the UFC. told him he's going to have to fight men though and not beat up women? <laughs> Who's that guy that wants to fight uh, CM Punk in a retirement match? Uh, I've seen he he offered to fight him in a retirement match. I don't know. I, I thought CM Punk would retire his fat first match as bad as he got beat. He did. Maybe yeah. he wants to prove something. You never know. You know, who are we to say? I say CM I say Punk. I say he's back in the WWE in less than a year. Uh, it's got to be so difficult to turn down that kind of money, right? Yeah, he'd if you're Brock Lesnar or five star, if you're like God, this UFC thing, this MMA deal is difficult. I got, I even if you win, you're like, man, I got to train for. A look, year. I yeah. broke my toe in half. My, you remember the John Jones fight where he looked down? I think it was after Chael Sonnen, and he's like, Joe Rogan said to him, "Look, your toe is split in half." And John, John oh my God, it is. <laughs> I mean, crazy. MMA is crazy on your body. Yeah, and then and not to say that professional wrestling is not because I think it is. Yeah, but it's a different deal too, though. I mean, you're not purposely trying to hurt each other, right? So I, I think money money talks, and if you've got a wife or you've got kids, yep, you... it's tough over time to not make it come back. So yeah, I, and CM Punk, the WWE, they've been chanting his name lately. Yes. Have you seen that? Yes, yeah. So he, he'll be back. So obviously, huge game of a uh, huge day of games today in the world of March Madness and college basketball. But we do cover all sports here on the weekend sports buzz, guys. I had a great time today. It's been a great show as it is each and every week. Uh, good luck to everybody in your brackets out there today. Good luck to to Louisville, and I guess I'll say good luck to Kentucky. I'd like to see them match up in the Final Four. Honestly, that's a, a ratings driver. You know, college basketball. The, the bracket committee, they would like to see that. They pray for it. Yeah, I mean, that is just magic, and it's happened recently. So, I mean, that's it's not um, foreign to see that happen. Be sure to join us next Sunday from 9 to 11. We'll be back with more.